0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I'm excited today to introduce you to someone that I've known for a couple of years now Uh, This is just a funny episode because he was a competitor of mine technically, and now he's not. And then maybe one day we'll be competitors again. We're both building software in this space. Uh, He is the CEO and founder of Metric.ai, which is a really impressive software platform that helps agencies plan and manage their financials. And before building Metric.ai, he founded his own agency, which he built and subsequently sold to a larger agency. And when he's not doing those things, you can find him either flying planes or jumping out of them as a skydiver. But never at the same time. So with all of that, I'm really excited to introduce you all to Andre Baskov. Andre, thanks so much for joining me on the show today, man.
1: Thank you for inviting me and a uh, big fan of your show. Been listening basically from the first episode. So thanks a lot for making it. And there's lots of useful information. I Definitely. Every time I hear some agency founder, I just recommend them. Hey, there's this show. You have to listen to that.
0: Well, I mean, this is why I'm so excited for us to be talking because there's you know you meet people in this industry at you and I kind of started our journeys trying to solve this problem of like agency financials and kPI and data um, close to the same time. and it's so funny the way that we met it was like, I found you and you were one of the only other companies that were like working on this problem. We got on a call, we started talking, and there's just a handful of people that I've met in this industry that I can really like go full bore nerd on this stuff with. And it's, we just hang with each other. So it, it's really cool to, to finally be able to bring you onto the show, uh, share you and your expertise with our audience. And I'd love to see you do more of this stuff, Andre. So hopefully this is a catalyst for that.
1: Thank you, thank you, it's, it's a pleasure for sure.
0: So for everyone that's listening that doesn't have context, um, I'd love to give you a chance to explain you know, what you do and what metric.ai is in your own words. Sure.
1: So metric.ai is a financial management platform a software to plan your finances, um, see the actuals, based on the data that you have across your multiple tools, whether it's a time tracking, resource planning, project management, your CRM system. This is kind of your financial glue that helps your digital agency or consultancy to understand your financials to forecast them, to link to the actual data, and also in a way to debug them, right? To understand, like, the nitty-gritty details of, like, why it's happening, like, why my profit is going on, what's impacting that. So we've been building this for almost, like, for years now. It's uh, been an exciting journey, and, um, yeah, it's, it's been driven by my past experience running the agencies, and, yeah, I've done lots of mistakes doing that, so hopefully other people would not do that.
0: So what are some of the important questions and important insights that agencies can get from having good, properly structured financials?
1: So I guess the simple answer to that, um, this is a for profit business. You're like in the business of making money. Um, obviously, you're have, going to have some mission, uh, but again, if you're a nonprofit agency, or I don't know if there's any of these, but basically financials is the number one thing for two reasons. One is that's how you can understand how much profit you make. And the other one is later on, if you're going to sell your company, your valuation is going to depend on your financials. And I've been burned myself with that because I've sold the company and like, I guess you're getting uh, and, and like and, and the other company that I've seen getting sold is the same story. They start thinking about financials way too late when you just cannot fix that. Um, you need to have a proper system that would allow you to not only just measure that, that that's step one but also to be able to, to fix that, to improve that, to kind of what I'm saying, like debug the financials, go down to nitty gritty details of like, hey, we've got this allocation for two more resources, we're planning to increase salaries, that's gonna drop our margin from 15 to 12%, and that's gonna impact this and that. Like, that's really important insights to grow as a business.
0: Yeah, and I, there's something I want to I want to double click on here, which is the difference between cash and accrual accounting. For and for those that are listening that might not be familiar with the difference, you know what is the fundamental difference there? Because I think it's really important to discern that, and why is accrual, you know, theoretically the the appropriate accounting method for a service business?
1: Yeah, so definitely, I guess the easiest thing is to see the length of the contract, right? Like if you're doing like two week contracts with your customers, there would be any difference really between doing cash and accrual. The reality is is that most of the agencies and most of the listeners likely have these multi-year deals with different payment terms. And let's take a simple example, right? You have an annual deal for one year and you're getting uh, 20% upfront, right? And you're in like three months in on that contract. How much profit do you think you've made? Is it those 20% minus your cost Uh, or is it something different? Uh, it's, It's really not that easy answer a question to answer, and really accrual accounting is the way for that. Um, It's actually, the truth is you've probably made some money, not really depending on how much money you actually got in your bank account, more about how much value you deliver to the customer. And that's really how the accounting works in this case. So answering these things allows you in the middle in the project to understand that's the amount of profit we've made so far, and here's how much we're gonna make in the future as well. That's that's really important point to see like What's going to happen by the end of the project, independent of the cash flow? Uh, and I have like one simple story about that. Like uh, when I was running this one large project, like multi million dollar deal, multiple years, uh, we've been working really, really hard, like amazing app, amazing team. And so, four weeks after to finish, like celebrated, close the project, the CFO comes in and sends me a spreadsheet and saying, hey, project profitability, project, la la la. And I'm looking at that, and the profitability was negative. And I'm like, Thank you for telling me this now. I wish I would have this information a little bit earlier so I could actually do something with that.
0: So for those that are listening, I want to dig into, um, you know, just kind of what the right level of fidelity for financials are at different stages of growth. Because, of course, you know, a 10 person agency is going to have wildly different needs than a 100 or a 1000 person agency. Based on what you've seen, what are some of those kind of major inflection points where you've got to transition either from cash to accrual or you have to start, you know, really tightening up the fidelity of your financials?
1: Yeah, so yeah, I've seen, like I've lived through these stages. I've seen probably over, like I've talked to over hundreds of the different agencies across like all, all, all my career. And, and yeah, there's definitely like a number of inflection points. Um, I, I would say that one is like around 10, 12 employees. Like before that, you can do whatever. I, I would actually advise you to do whatever. Um, just because like sometimes I would get someone with it on, like three employees and are like, okay, I'm, I wanna buy this ERP system and this FP&A software. Or is it like, like, you, like, you probably should not. Uh, you can do that in specials and sometimes it's like the best way to do that because it will be easier. And a lot of your business is just like got filled. Uh, but then once you get in closer to like 25, you need to start prepping. Again, you may be able to continue um, doing and running some things manually, but you need to start preparing for the future growth. Because you don't want to end up in a situation where you have like five, 50 employees and you still don't have any systems in place and now you have to set them up, but then you have a whole bunch of other issues to deal with, right? You want to step into this game prepared. So there's really the time to start figuring out your processes, how you're going to do your financials, what's the software you're going to use. And then after 50, that, that's really when it becomes extremely valuable. Uh, that's the moment where you have this like middle management um, in your organization and a lot of decisions now are number-based. Uh, it's, it's not a gut feel. It's not like, hey, should we take this uh, client or not? Are we going to make a profit? It all has to be based on the numbers Um, And that's really where you have to have something, like some software ideally. Uh, And again, I would encourage you not to, like, first of all, don't build it in-house. I mean, if you want to, you're if you're later in in the business of like selling this software, maybe. Um, But like, I've made this mistake. I've seen other agencies make this mistake where they, come on, it's it's not that hard. It's just like bill rate multiplied by the hours. We, We can do that. Uh, the truth is, in the beginning, yes, but later, once you grow, it gets way more complicated. And sometimes we get customers uh, who have, let's say, like 300 employees, and they come in and they have their internal software. And we look at the software, and they have a team dedicated to maintain that software, like at least one or two engineers, and then maybe some other person who's like fit on the requirements. It gets very, very expensive. Uh, there's definitely better ways to do that. Um, obviously, I'm biased because Metric AI is one of these, but th- there are other ways, uh, and, and make sure you use that. But once you're getting to this like 200 mark, that's really where it's not only just measuring things, it's, it's about again, like debugging them, understanding the reason, because at this point, you're probably gonna have like business lines or departments or offices, territories, and you wanna do things like, hey, uh, for the last quarter, give me my margin breakdown by office uh, for this business line. And if you cannot get this answer in like minutes, uh, you're going to be always behind your things, right? Like you will not be able to manage your business. You're always going to be lagging. You have to have, and like, I've seen a lot of like agencies and the successful ones, they have something in place. Maybe it's homegrown. Okay. Maybe they're spending like a half million dollars supporting that, but at least it's there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's such a key thing. And it's funny because the different inflection points you describe are essentially when as an owner, you have to add a layer of people between you and you know the the really tactile work that's getting done. That, that usually first happens right around that 10, 12 when you're hiring a project manager, so you're not really interfacing directly in projects anymore. And then around that 25-ish mark, now you've got kind of your first level of management. Around 50, you're building out your C-suite to your point. And then at 100, I mean, this is just now you're running a, a business and you probably don't even know all the individuals that work for you by name. You probably can't remember them all. So you really are now running your business from insights, from metrics, from information you're getting from other people, and you need to be able to empower them so that they can get feedback on are they doing their job effectively or not. Um, And it's, it's elusive.
1: If your managers don't know and don't understand like how your financials work, how do you expect them to actually make profit on their projects, right? Like if they don't have direct access to that data, which again should be based on the real time information, um, they would not be able to make decisions. Um, and again, they, they cannot rely on you. They cannot go to you and like as the CEO of like 200 size company, hey, can I have two more resources? That's not really the, the answer like the CEO would be given. Like you have to tie it into financials. And for that, you have to have some system in place.
0: Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to paraketo.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. With that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Hmm. So... For those that are listening that maybe are just kind of starting out their journey, they're on the smaller end, what can they be doing to make this transition less painful down the road? Uh, Because I'm sure you've seen lots of folks like have to almost tear all their operation systems apart and rip and put them back together in order to get to a place where they can actually do a good job of this. What are some of those kind of fundamental building blocks that they can be planning for and be doing right today?
1: Yeah. So first of all, just talk to someone, right? Um, there are a lot of people who are just going to give you free advice just because, like, I've struggled with it. again, like, it's a very painful moment for me not to do this correctly. I'm more than happy to help anyone and just explain them I in mean, very basic terms, like, what you can do. Um, again, again, just try to talk to someone, whether it's a CFO and another experienced uh, founder of the agency. You need to know how things are usually done. Uh, but really in the beginning, again, like very small scale, probably spreadsheets precious will be fine. But you need to have certain processes and also measure things correctly. Definitely don't try doing cash, uh, cash accounting at the beginning. It's, 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 just like the road to nowhere at the end of the day. Um, you need to start doing this properly. Uh, but then just to make sure that you starting to evolve your systems. Um, at some point, it's going to be important to have a correct historical data and then that's part of what you're doing, like right, providing the estimates. That's, that's also very important information and this historically helps you in the future. So you don't want to, again, like end up in a situation where you got to like 25 or 50 and you're just starting from scratch and you're just starting to implement something. Um, so start looking for either software or maybe maybe hiring a person. Like that's the other way, right? Like if you don't want to build out the software, you may just hire the CFO. Um, one of my one of my friends, CEOs of the agency, uh, he was selling his uh, he was selling his business, and what he told me, I wish I would hire a CFO earlier. Uh, that would make me literally millions of dollars because he made the decision to hire the person way too late, probably like year or two years before the acquisition. And so he was not able to fix the numbers to increase the valuation and, and increase the price of the company. So make sure you start thinking about this as early well as possible. Again, literally your business just life depends on that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I'll double click on this a little bit too, and just kind of share some of the things that I've observed. Like, Paying attention to how you set up all your tooling and how you structure your data in all those tools um, can just save you so much trouble in the long run. For this and for literally anything else, even if it's non-financial KPIs, like having consistent naming conventions in your project management tool, having a way that you set out project timelines and that you structure estimates and that you structure your time tracking data and making sure that you've got cost data on there for your team members and that they're tracking time in the right places and that you're just like practicing some some, some thoughtfulness around your data and your tools and trying to keep things relatively simple and not overcomplicating things and not trying to get too crazy detailed when it comes time to actually start leveraging your data to do things like this, there's a lot less cleanup. There's a lot less, Oh shit, we should have structured it a different way. Or we have to remap all of our time entries to this new thing, or we have to go and backfill all this data that we were missing when we set this up. Um, and that can make the transition so much smoother. So that's the one thing that I would advise everyone as well. If you're listening to this, the probably the best thing you can do for your future self is just to sit down and actually think about how you're setting up these tools and just, Kind of auditing to make sure you're not adding too much complexity unnecessary complexity or leaving you know these huge blank spaces in your data that are going to be useful when it comes time to ask questions like the ones that you know we're talking about answering here today absolutely yeah because i know that that's a big part of you know what makes metrics so valuable and i mean let's talk about this for a bit Um, You know, why is metric so powerful? Well, Some of the things that I saw in that software that were incredible was the integration between resource planning and time tracking and the financial system, uh, as well as the powerful tools that you have for dealing with edge cases around like, well, this project has this weird, um, you know, this weird configuration where this phase goes from this point to this point, but we have this blip and earning here or, you know, these resources are moving around like the amount of configurability that you have in the software is incredible. And all these things are tied together. Unlike, you know, what most people are doing, which is they're tracking time over here in one place, the resource planning over here in another place, that data doesn't talk to each other. So they got to pipe it together in a spreadsheet. Then they've got to reconcile it. There's, there's all kinds of issues, of course, in complexity. Um, I'm rambling. Tell us about metric and how it helps make all this stuff a little bit easier to deal with.
1: Sure. So it's really like... You can find the tools in the market to solve some of these problems, but like here's the issue, like for example, you can try to use some business intelligence or like some BI tools with the dashboard. The thing is, these tools don't know anything about the finance, right? It's just a um, nice, beautiful charting solution to bring up your charts based on the existing data. But the problem is likely you don't have that data. Like time tracking is not a financial management tool. It does not know about a lot of things. And I can give you a few examples, like very basic, but where it, like, things start really to break. So one is, let's say um, you're, you have an employees, right? And you're paying out the monthly salary. Most of the time tracking tools, they're gonna to have the cost rate, which is the hourly rate. But then what happens if someone logged less than 176 hours? Uh, it's gonna show you have less cost. Um, is it true? Not really, because you're paying the salary. Um, so you still have this cost and still go somewhere. Suppose you tell everyone to track exactly 40 hours a week. What if someone logs 60 hours a week? Never happens. No one works ever overtime, never seen this. Uh, but suppose that happens. Uh, what happens is your time tracking tool gonna to show you that I have too much cost, which is, again, you're likely just paying the exact same salary. So here's the difference. Uh, and it, you may think it's a little difference, a few percentage points, but at the end of the day, services business is a low margin business. Um, it's maybe 10, 15, 20%. So a few percentage points is, might be the difference between you're making it or, or not. So that, that's one of the things that are very unique about metric is we're very deeply understanding the services business because that, that that's what I've been doing for almost 10 years before I started with metric.ai. Um, but the other one is you may find a lot of financial planning software, which usually would be very generic, um, because again, there's a lot of things in the consulting business that are very specific. And again, like revenue recognition, that would be one of them, like the way you do your career accounting. So we. Really think about all those each cases. Um, other examples would be, suppose your employee changes roles, right? And you're looking at your utilization numbers by role. Well, most of the other software is just going to apply this historically. And it's going to look like this person has been in this, this new role forever, which is not the case. Again, uh, there there's a certain point where they're in one role. Now they're in the other. They change offices. The salaries change. So a lot of that stuff is small, tiny bits, but they all add up a lot. So if you don't have this accurately again you mostly like your system is like if it's plus minus 15% correct and your margin is 10% like how, how useful is that So we've spent a lot of time on these things and essentially our model is it's, it's basically a small mini ERP system internally that just maps to your external data in the time tracking and the resource planning and that gets obviously a lot of complexity uh but we we spent a lot of efforts to hide that complexity for you it still looks like a number of kpis and metrics you look at but under that uh there is data that backs it up which allows you like to see hey why is that happening like why my profit is that or why it's going to be changing
0: yeah. And I mean that that's that's where all the complexity comes from, right? It's the reconciliation between, you know, like who is your team and what is their capacity. And to your point, time tracking data is rarely ever complete. I mean, this is this drives me nuts when I look at a time tracking tool and it says your utilization is X and I'm like, Well, that's just based on the amount of time that was tracked. We know we didn't track of our time so that's not actually our utilization and these little things you overlook them But when you actually kind of take a step back and try to answer these big questions um, You realize all these discrepancies really matter a lot and to your point they add up Um, You know your overhead spending is going to be four to six percent of your adjusted gross income So like a four percent discrepancy could be the difference between you having an office and not having an office (laughs) You need to know these things Uh, and it gets increasingly important the larger the numbers get so With all of that, um, for those that are listening um, that are interested in what you're doing and might want to check out metric.ai, who's it good for and where should they go to see more and learn more about it?
1: First of all, obviously, go to metric.ai website. Uh, we have lots of information. Uh, definitely encourage you to schedule a demo. Uh, you're going to have a chance to talk to me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be able, even if you're not planning to buy this software, you're going to have lots of questions. i am be more than happy to answer this. Again, I'm, I cannot emphasize this more. Like I don't want you to struggle the way I struggled. It was a really painful experience. So definitely leverage that. Uh, and if you want you also can reach out to me personally on LinkedIn. Uh, We're going to have the link in the show notes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So all that in the show notes, a link to metric.ai, a link to a place where you can book a call with Andre, and I encourage you to take advantage of that, get some time in his calendar. He's a a very smart guy, and uh, I'm sure he could provide a lot of insight. Uh, And lastly, if you want to connect with him on LinkedIn, we'll leave that in the show notes as well. So with all of that, uh, Andre, any final words of advice for those that are listening on how they can improve their financial insight in their agency?
1: I'll emphasize this again, like talk to someone it's it's like with any other issue in life like uh, there are people who can help you and it may even cost you anything at all just talk to someone you're not alone there's been lots of other agency founders having similar problems there is likely a solution to that don't be afraid expand your network just ask for advice
0: Awesome advice. And with that, um, he's offering you advice. So book a time in his calendar, leave us a comment where you're listening to this, get involved in the conversation. This is nuanced stuff. um, But that's what makes it so interesting to talk about. So we'd love to hear from you if you have some comments or some feedback. And with all of that, Andre, always a pleasure to hang out with you, man. Thanks for joining us on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show. Amazing, amazing show. Once again, I definitely recommend everyone to listen to all the past episodes. It's really lots of
0: useful information and you need to know this. Appreciate it, man. And with that, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast, I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability if you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at Paracuta.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener and we will see you on the next episode. out